What's the what's the what's the uh, what's your favorite strains out there? What's your favorite brands out there? Well, I've kind of um, I've gotten I, when I I guess one of my favorites on the smoke side, pre roll joints, got into some Jeters. I don't know if you've heard of those. They're um, a company yeah. out here. They have um, it's like do pre rolls infused with um, oil and it's wrapped in keef. Okay. And they also, um, you know, it's a pretty good punch, but they've kind of gotten pretty fruity now, and they've just decided to add some liquid diamonds or whatever. And I'm not really cool with that because that's basically hidden, kind of like rosin. But I've, I've, I've graduated basically to rosin. We've graduated to messing with more rosin than resin because mm-hmm. of the uh, butane extract. Right. But yeah, I could say uh, right now messing with a. Uh, Bears Lab. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. So yeah, do you have a dab rig or do you have a, a pen? Yeah. They got a Dr. Dabber. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it has like the little magna- magnetic um, clip. Yeah, kind of. That's nice. Cartridge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, atomizer. So you can just. And it, this, this rig came different. This is a ball rig that came um, separate. But it comes like with originally with a little rig that you know more straight, and I like. Okay. It. But the the original rig that comes with it, it doesn't have you know, the cap. And everything rig cap. And what, what's the, the what's the cap? cap. Excuse me, I'm a I'm a I'm a, oh, I'm yeah. a dab newbie. Yeah. See, I'm kind of usually they use it, and this has been a little weird for me. They the, on other rigs they would they would basically use it to kind of you know cut off the smoke to to uh-huh. um, navigate you know the airflow. Mm-hmm. With this one for me, because and usually you know this is kind of my our first rig as well. They actually have a, a video where they say you're supposed to put it on this way. Put this part on. Mm-hmm. And hold it to where you know when you're hitting it, because usually that's how they they hit it. You know they'll yeah hold it and hit it and and right reg, you know or, or navigate however the airflow here, but and this is that's coming from a YouTuber, but for me and I saw another guy do it on the you on on one video, he had his in here. And this is this is glass, and this is rubber. You don't think they're gonna accidentally make something to where it perfectly snaps in here? And you know, I've had people on there say the people that work there say you put it on this, and I'm like, man, it don't seem right. It's just not adding up, you know, to the the way you okay. you're saying to do it. Because in that case, you would have to you know line it up perfectly. But when exactly. you do it like this, and it snaps in, I like that part. Perfect airflow, yeah. So yeah, I get it now. When you first showed me, I thought it was was backwards. Uh, but but I, I can see it now. Yeah, see. Yeah, I get it. But you rarely have to take this out after yeah, we after know. we right. load right after we load it, and you know, you put it on one two three four five. Turn it on. I've actually got it loaded already. Hold it, and you can set the temperature different differently. It turns on red. But some and then when it turns green, some people use it to load it up too. Right through, but we don't do that. So. Yeah, they call it hot loading. I preload mine. It's ready to roll. 
no balancing act. Because mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't snap it down in there, now you have to do this balancing act. And there's no there's no real difference in or the only difference is you don't have to do the balancing act this way when you click it down in there and it's just constant airflow. Otherwise, if I was trying to hold it and I'm not perfectly on there, I'm not going to get the right kind of airflow and it defeats the purpose. So it's like, I don't think they accidentally molded glass to fit this rubber piece perfectly. And some white dude saying, oh, dude, I know the people that work here, they do it this way. Like, bro, that shit don't make no sense. No. There's no way it's accidentally. You accidentally made a piece that fits perfectly right here versus the versus on here. There's no perfect. Like, I can get up right. with one hand. I could hit this one hand and, you know, right. turn it on. Walk I think around. that's the point. That's what it looks like. That yeah. It's portable. Yeah. That was the whole it's point portable, of it. You, it heats up. How long did that take to heat up just now? Oh, man, just a few mm, seconds. Few it don't seconds. take yeah. no time to heat up. And then you got a couple hits out of that. And Dr. Dabber uh, is a... The guy was telling us a very smart company, so they upgrade a lot of their products. So it's a, it's a pretty smart, uh, pretty device, easy enough to clean out. The atomizers, you know, are pretty easy to switch out, and um, it got a bunch of different levels. I think this is this is like the okay, no, this is the older atomizer. So one, two, three, yep, one, two, three. It changes. One, two, three. White is the highest. One, two, three. So purple is the lowest, blue a little higher, whatever color that is, sky blue, two, three, that's four, five, yeah, six, six different Damn. temperatures, yeah. Damn. See this, I could get into dabbing with this. Yeah, you know what I mean. With the other rigs, with the torch and everything, it's like yeah. this, this we, not, we couldn't do it either. Yeah, we skipped straight to this. It. When it comes to the dabs. I like that. That I like. Because when, when I've dabbed, my friends put me on, I, I, I enjoy the flavor. You know, I, I enjoy, I like the, even just the one hitter concept. You know what I mean? I get yeah. one nice clean hit. I get to where I want to be. And then I'm chilling. I don't have to smoke a blunt for an hour or whatever. Um, there's no rolling up. So I, I kind of like that process, part of it. But the whole rig, the, the whole thing was just too much for me. This I could get into. Yeah. yeah. That's clean. And I've gotten to that point. We've gotten here to where, yeah, I'd rather just go ahead and grab some dab. I don't even. I haven't grabbed Jeter's in a long time. They got some new flavors. I've been thinking about it, but my accuracy, the even, and this is one of their highest for Bear Labs. This is one of their highest um, testing flavors, Biohazard OG. So it okay. has a real, a real good taste, and. I usually get house rising from Stizzy. It's a place out here, warehouse called Stizzy, pretty big. I know Stizzy, yeah. And their their prices are decent. Um, And that's where I get Bear Labs from. Um, I actually called another place, uh, Dr. Green Thumbs, and they were like, no, we don't, you know, they don't carry Bear Labs. So I know that, I think they're local. (laughs) Not quite sure how to, I guess that's something we could talk on as well, how the politics of, that work in the cannabis industry with, you know, um, networking with, with companies and stuff like that, or getting your products and stuff or how they work with that. Because for me personally, I would think that Dr. Green Thumbs, but Dr. Green Thumbs and Stizzy are, I could say for my personal on this side in downtown LA, gotta be one of the cheapest high quality dispensaries around. Cause the tax out here is crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, the tax out here is crazy. So I wasn't too sticker shocked, you know, coming yeah. from legacy, you know, the traditional market. Yeah. Um, there's a big price jump, but just comparing like dispensary, regulated industry to regulated industry, um, it wasn't that that crazy. You guys had a lot of price points. That's kind. Of, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? Like the the there's a you guys have ten dollar products and you guys have eighty dollar products. Um, you know, so that's kind of how I how I looked at it. Um, but no, it's it's a lot, man. It's it, it can be a lot, especially if you wanna if you like what you like. Um, that can get real pricey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And see, you know? they've they've changed some things. Uh, I'm sorry, you was gonna say something? No, I was gonna say uh, places like Dr. Green Thumb. They specifically are a brand company, so a lot of people there have are like a brand. And I've seen a like a thousand dollar drink, like an infused, high quality. It looks fancy. It comes in a little box, and it's a thousand dollars for this alcohol that's infused with cannabis. So you can get, you know, fancy out here. Yeah. Wait, or, it's alcohol. Yeah, but it's cannabis wow. infused alcohol. Whoa, but that's it, different. The I think it had a thousand milligrams. Ooh. It was it was somewhere. Yeah, they have they definitely have some Which some usually. punch, you know, some some things that really pack because this here is ninety one percent. Yeah, THC, and as far as you talking concentrate, most of them stizzies, they're maybe in the seventies. They might get to the eighties on some of them with their rising concentrate and rising. You know, that was one of the things. Um, I guess dispensaries having a hard time competing with flour out here in the streets, but when it comes to rising, you can't really get this in the streets for no okay right. price. You you know because of the process, so. You know, you you, you got to go to the dispensary to get the best, you know, prices on uh, rising because they're the only one that can afford to, put right. that, you know, to, to create it and sell it for a certain price. Yeah, man, all, all pretty much all extracts minus, uh, you know, like some full spectrum, uh, like a tincture or something, uh, things like ethanol based extraction. Um, most yeah. everything else is is I mean, even that it takes a lot of product. It is not cheap. Just the process, like the product itself, forget the process, yeah. but the product itself, you need a lot of flour uh, or raw material, trim, whatever you're using um, to get there. So, yeah, you know, I, I can, I, we see the same thing here. It, it's definitely available, um, but no, there's just a wider selection. And, and like I said, if you like what you like, um, we, we, you know, it, you got to pay for it out, out here. I'm curious about out there, out here, we still have uh, like these, uh, they call them sessions. So they have like underground parties, basically, almost like a like a like a swap meet or, you know, yeah. like a like a flea market type situation where you have multiple vendors set up different tables um, and they're and they're all selling all kinds of product, vape pens, you know, concentrates, obviously tons of flour. Um, and that's still very prevalent um, out here. I'm curious, you guys have things like that out there? How, what is the uh, traditional market look like? They, sesh yes, has, right? secret sesh is the that's the one that I know I quite basically legally feel like they're legally doing it to a certain degree that's as big as their events are. I'm not, but you're that's basically the the legal ones too because once I'm thinking I'm thinking back to when we were in DC, DC had some that just weren't as you know <laughs> legal. <laughs> there was those types of sessions you know everybody have their you know brand out there but. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it wasn't it wasn't just like out here. Like you know, they weren't advertising it on okay. you know, on different things like that the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, out here, man, it's like like you have to you have to get some ID first. You have to know somebody to even get the guy's email address. You have to know somebody to know somebody before you even get the email or the ID account. It's um it's it's private account. They, you can't they got to follow you before you can follow them. Um, you have to DM your ID and all this stuff. You know, it's like it's uh, it's not legal. Yeah, I, I hear. Yeah, <laughs> and you just not buy your tickets. It, yes. But there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And then when you get there, there's a big turnout. Um, and everybody's hey, we are we're on the air, right? Yeah, kind of. We, we haven't really quite did the um official. We haven't done the official intro because I know. Hey, this was this was the point of the call. I know y'all are connoisseurs too, um. So I, I know we could we could just go on without being on the air for hours. Yeah, you well, we, we um, weren't. We I, I, weren't. Didn't, I didn't know what kind of what kind of <laughs> schedule y'all got today. No, we weren't. We basically got, are I definitely mean, gonna put just... this in. You know, we're definitely gonna put this in. So. Since we're at this oh, point okay. right now, we might, you know, we'll just keep it going and uh, say and consistent self-improvement, everybody. Uh, welcome to American <laughs> Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I am here with my co-host. Gypsy. And today we have Leon Porsche and Dion from Teddy's Veggies Cannabis Farm in Massachusetts. Welcome to the show, guys. Welcome. Hey, and that's the beauty of having your own podcast. You see how you just pivoted right there? Just went into an introduction after a 30 minute conversation. Yeah, we always <laughs> look to, you know, switch it up a little bit, you know. Yeah. Although we can cut it and still put it in the beginning. No, I think we won't. We'll just let it ride. So <laughs> appreciate you having appreciate, you know, you being here with us and your time and considerations. But you know, we'll just keep I'm sure, you know, you guys was, was enjoying the conversation as much as we were, our listeners. So we're gonna, you know, yeah. jump back in it discussing the uh sesh sessions but yeah for out here yeah you buy your tickets and you know show up i was gonna say before covid um there was secret sesh there was a building um across the street from us where they held like a vending event like you're talking about it's called secret sesh i think when COVID happened, they started moving at other places and where well, they stopped for a little bit. But yeah, because you could have, have a, gatherings. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah, they just started coming back. But basically, they have just vending opportunities for a lot of brands. And it's, yeah. But they're full fledged, um, full, full, my bad, I'm losing my words. They're back at it now, basically. So um, f- fully back at it. I saw that actually they upgraded. They have this dome now. You got to look them up. Secret Sesh on Instagram. They had they they've they're starting to hold it in the dome, and they have a like a light show. They have a bunch of different psychedelic looking things going on inside of the dome. So that's why I mean like there's a difference when you're looking on the legal side and you're looking in how it used to be in D.C. Like yeah yeah man the police ran in here we're not having it tonight. You know, <laughs> that was you would that would happen sometime in D.C. Yeah. When okay. they'd be like, yeah, you know, we're not they, they caught on us to it. And we're going to move the location. But here, yeah, you can buy some tickets to the Secret Sesh. That's what they call it. Secret Sesh. Yeah. OK. Yeah, because yeah, D.C., they get raided. Yeah. yeah, man, it's 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 interesting. And and um because. So here, the police don't really rock, don't mess with them too much, knock on wood. I don't want to get everybody jammed up, but we've been to a lot of these sessions that are in the same place, right? They're, like, super secure as far as getting in, but once you're in, um, they pretty much have them in the same place. They move them around a little bit. 
but you know, it seems like the you know police are just kind of letting that rock. What they are cracking down on is home growers and cultivators, uh, people that are kind of producing the product. But as far as these sessions and things, um, I've seen a lot of them, you know, they're getting more bold on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, And then even just traditional market, uh, you know, retailers. Um, I've watched them upgrade. You know, we we came from the baggie era. <laughs> you know right. what I mean, like actual plastic baggies. And now, uh, you know, they all have branding. They all have jars. They have different packaging. It's it's um, yeah. yeah. It's, Take it's, my card, you know, man. So like, as soon as we went legal, everything <laughs> you know, the whole market, everything just went, you know, more commercial. I'd say. Yeah, and it's a, it's you know beautiful beautiful to see that you know evolution of the industry or just you know cannabis period. But it definitely is supposed to happen a lot better and look a lot you know more forgiving in a couple of areas but we'll come to that you know we'll come back to that part so what is the cannabis environment in boston because we got to experience it in dc they kind of went legal but it didn't feel like it was all the way legal and it was hard to get licenses so what's the environment like yeah so like even (laughs) vending people they get licenses to vend and they still get raided so it's like what's the environment in boston or massachusetts um from a regulated perspective mm-hmm. yeah um what can you like yeah, you can I grow was, in-house personal? what's like you can grow personally in-house is it limiting anything everything yeah so they just kicked on when adult use came on so we had a uh, medical uh we, we passed it 20, I think 2012, 2014. Um, and at that time, uh, with a medical card, you could cultivate in your home up to six plants. Um, I'm sorry, 12 plants, 12 plants in your home. Per person? And then you could add per person. Everybody yeah. with a medical card could cultivate up to 12 plants. And then you could uh, add somebody, like you could cultivate for somebody else if they added you as a caregiver. Um, so we had that caregiver mark, mark, um, market for a while. Um, that's kind of where we got a chance to expand and in, 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 um, dial in our skills, focusing on how we would scale our production um, under the caregiver laws. Uh, when adult use came online, they opened it up to everybody had the right to grow six plants in their home. Um, with medical, you can grow 12. Without that, recreationally, anybody can grow six plants um, in their home. Um, so yeah it's it's been a it's been a transition i i would say there's been a there's been like a little bit of a you know when medical came on it wasn't really a big thing that it it, it wasn't the sense that it was new and it was exciting we had people driving from different states we're not far from jersey and philly and connecticut um so that happened for sure people were driving in when it, when medical was available just to purchase in a dispensary mm-hmm. same thing when adult use came online there was like the novelty you know what i mean period where people are driving to see what it is there's long lines um all that died down we have new dispensaries opening almost like monthly now um mm-hmm. And there's really not much, you know, they just come and go. They, 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 or not go, but they just come, people show up and they're just open. There's not much, uh, you know, there's not much of a, you know, spectacle around it now. Um, but as far as like licensing, um, that's a great point that you brought up, right? Like the rollout for licensing and how readily available they are is a major, you know, uh, area of concern. It's, it's a big topic here for people that are um, like us, entrepreneurs in the space. Um, with medical, and a, a lot of states do this. So they, they open up medical first, like with very, very strict uh, guidelines to opening. 
Um, and and Michigan, a lot, there's a lot of places, Arkansas, Michigan, a lot of them copy pasted what Massachusetts did. And um, I mean, as far as like having 500,000, I'm sorry, yeah, $500,000 cash liquid available uh, in an escrow account. Um, the application fee is $15,000. You don't get that back. That's non-refundable, right? If you don't get approved. Um, the license itself is $30,000, right? This is just off top before I sell a thing, right? right? Before I make any dough, Before that's not even including my rent or uh, lawyers or anything, right? Mm. Just off top. Um, so with that model, yeah, there was there was no like mom and pop. There was no every every business had to be vertically integrated. Again, this is a structure you see in a lot of other states. Yeah. Um, every business has to be vertically integrated. They have to grow their own product, package it themselves, and then have a dispensary to sell it from. That was the medical field. Um, so when they rolled out uh, adult use uh, about four years later, five years later, um, you know, there was that kind of disconnect of the the medical market which a lot of them got grandfathered in and got adult use licenses uh first so a lot of them were offering both they had like a line for medical and a separate line for adult use mm -hmm. um when we we had other licenses come on board that were strictly adult use um there was that disconnect right of like because other vendors don't need to buy your product you know what I mean? Um, they already grow their own stuff. They're expanding their license. They're, they're expanding their cultivation. Um, so that had a little effect on prices and, and people kind of entering the market. Uh, it wasn't super competitive because they didn't need anybody. There was no need for competition, right? Um, and people that opened up dispensaries, when they're looking for product and supplies, um, there's no leverage. The, the, the dispensaries um, already are in multiple parts of the state. They have multiple locations. So when they're when you're trying to purchase product from them, um, they're making you buy, you know, gummies and, and tinctures and all kinds of other things along with the flour that you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So it limits. So for people that are smaller owned businesses, you're limited in how you can spend your dollars. You can't just say, give me a pound of this, a pound of that. The deals were structured in a, in a way that, um, yeah, like I said, was, was, was difficult to navigate for smaller operators. Um, so that was kind of the rough, rough part that at the very, very beginning of adult use in 2018, 19, um, you know, even last year, just now, I would say, you know, the end of 21 and 22, um, as they given out more licenses and, and the landscapes kind of balanced itself out a little bit more, we're starting to see that happen where, um, there's more diversity on the menus. You would walk in six dispensaries, right. And, you know, six different cities and they all have the same exact menu. Uh, you know, that's how it used to be. Um, now we're seeing much more diversity because uh, one, like I said, you kind of were, were taking the power away from these adult use and medical dispensaries um, that have their own product, have their own everything. And we're kind of uh, just bullying for market share. Um, and now, and I'm, I'm just strictly speaking regulated industry now, I'm not really going to touch on the, 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 the traditional market side of this thing yet. Um, and how that's kind of affected it. But I asked, I spoke to it earlier, the um, as cannabis came co more commercial, uh, you know, you could walk into it like a footlocker. Um, yeah. the, the streets responded the same way yeah. uh, with, with, with they upgraded their, their Snapchat promo. They upgraded their delivery services. They upgraded everything. It got way more official um, on the traditional side of things. Um, but as far as for us, like social equity applicants or people that are locally owned businesses, even even if you're not social equity, it's difficult because there's so many big, big businesses that we're offering, we're just throwing tons of money at it. Um, you know, like I said, whether that was location, that was one of our biggest fights was getting a property. Um, you know, when you're dealing with a, a property owner, uh, you 
due to the regulations and zoning, there's only so many places in any particular town that are even viable um, for a particular mm-hmm. license type, right? Whether that's retail or 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 cultivation or whatever, um, the 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 map was so shrunk because of how um, the zoning laws were are that um, it made those particular properties, you know, skyrocket. Um, people are doing three x what they're what they would charge for rent mm-hmm. or a lease or whatever um, because we said cannabis. Um, and you have to say cannabis because you could spend, you could waste a lot of time trying to like surprise them. Like, oh yeah, by the way, it's a cultivation facility, right? Mm-hmm. And then now we have to go through a whole other thing with zoning and all this other stuff. Um, so it, it's, it's, you had to kind of get out in front and, and just be upfront and be honest about it. And um, so, yeah, man, I mean, as far as like locally people like us um, who are from Massachusetts, uh, it's been difficult, man. You know, it's been, and, and not just difficult, but it's been um it hasn't been optimal, I'll say. It hasn't, we haven't reached our full potential because of the way it was. We had this, we were adult use technically, but everybody with an adult use license for a long time were medical facilities. Um, so we weren't getting like the, the, the best growers, the best product. We weren't having competitive pricing structure. Just now, um, we're starting to see that kind of. Okay. Cut out a little bit there. Still there? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. okay. Yeah. Do you have a question, Lou? Oh, I was going to say, what type of operation do you have? Is it um, indoor? Uh, what are you looking for when you're looking for um, a growing a growing facility? Yeah, for us, we're, um, you know, legacy market, traditional market uh, crossovers, right? So, you know, our style of cultivation is... Um, product and flower that people are very familiar with and that's kind of what we want to do not kind of that's exactly what we want to do is bring um high quality craftsmanship to the market which is not you know as i described these these other models were more warehouse um walmart weed uh style cultivation right um there's a lot of different things you can get into without getting too nerdy about it (laughs) there's a lot of like different techniques that um, are just kind of basic operating procedure that weren't standard in the industry. Um, so the product that was in the dispensary wasn't like familiar uh, to, um, you know, people in the Massachusetts market that have been purchasing cannabis for years. We have a really high end palate here. Um, so that's kind of what we stick to is, is, is what we would do residentially with that caregiver style, um, small batch cultivation. Um, so we build indoor facilities, small batch harvest. Um, we, we keep our room size relatively small, uh, com- comparatively speaking to the industry. It's not small to the weed that's been grown for years and years and years, but again, comparing it to the warehouse model that we're up against, um, our style would be small batch uh, cultivation. We have smaller rooms, smaller harvest, um, very strain specific. There's only one strain in each room. Um, and that's our thing. So what we, our model personally, Teddy's Veggies is, is, is a, uh, uh, fully, we're vertically integrated, so we have cultivation, we do our own manufacturing, and we also have uh, home delivery as well, which recently just got passed. Um, so we can bring it straight to the consumer. We're not typical brick and mortar, um, but we do have that kind of e-commerce <laughs> kind of uh, dispensary. Yeah, I was um, going to ask, do they separate? I know some states you, ha- you separate cultivation license from retail license. Do you sell just to like stores? But you said you sell. You also sell to um, to people as well. 
Yeah, so we can um, right that that the cultivation allow- license allows us to sell to uh, other dispensaries mm-hmm. and other product manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, the manufacturing license allows us to have a brand and to have a branded product. We can put it in a jar and then have it on the shelf, right? And not just sell mm-hmm. unbranded turkey bags um, wholesale. Um, and then the delivery license allows us, yes, that um, direct to consumer uh, uh, sales as well. Okay. So what were you doing before, I guess, you got into the cannabis industry and what inspired you to get into the cannabis cultivation industry? Um, I was doing music. I'll say that. I was doing music. Uh, we, we, I, I've been in music my whole life. Um, when I was younger, I was like, my brothers were 15 and 16. We started a record label. I was like nine. Um, and by the time I was 15... Um, you know, we were vertically integrated. This is my first learn started learning some of these business terms. Um, I had a, a a family friend who was like, Oh, that's that's called grassroots marketing, that's called vertical integration, that's called you know, a lot of things that we were doing um instinctively. Um, he he taught me kind of the business concepts behind them. Nice. Um, so that was kind of my background as I've always done music. It's always been my, you know, I played football and then music. I went to, you know, I would do summer camps and I had a, a recording studio in my closet. Um, so that's kind of how I grew up um, all through high school. I've been kind of serious about art. I've been serious about, um, you know, that uh, my craft or just craft for a long time. Right. But serious about my fun yeah. <laughs> for a long time and turning that into a business. Um, so that's just kind of my mentality, man, is I want to enjoy what I do, be passionate what I do. My day jobs were always sales, uh, marketing. I kind of transitioned um, my experience into creating uh, brands before this branding was a thing. But uh, when it was still marketing, I, we were we, we had that concept about how to market, how to brand, how to integrate. So I, I leveraged that into my, my day jobs. Um, we're always like kind of sales and marketing things. I've done that at every level, retail, all the way up to corporate, um, uh, sponsorship sales. Uh, we used to do big corporate conferences, things like that, uh, mostly private sector stuff. Um, and in 2009, uh, I was arrested um, with some cannabis. <laughs> I mean, uh, again, in dealing in music and, 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 um, it's, it's very par for the course, right? Like it's, it's like studio furniture. <laughs> uh, it's like cannabis was always around in that, in that way. So it was something that was just, uh, you know, always a part of our, just like sneaker culture, hat, you know, hats, culture, clothes, fashion. It was something that was, I've always kind of just been into learning the new strings, learning new things and, and what's coming in, what's going out. We were just always, you know, um, into it. And I got arrested with some weight on me, uh, 2009. Um, by the time I got to court, we spent the weekend in jail, all kinds of stuff. They gave me the Walmart receipt of you know, with, with a bunch of charges and stuff. And, um, and, and by the time I got to court, uh, the DA was like smiling at us. And he was like, I'm down to decriminalize this matter and make it a civil. Matter. I didn't even know what he was talking about. It was just, you know, Charlie, it was a Charlie Brown, noise all i heard was decriminalized dismiss i was like what um and and then that's when i really started looking into it i mean i always like i said we've always been studying the law but really peripheral i didn't, I didn't imagine it was something that we could take part in you know yeah and um when that happened um because i literally just voted to decriminalize cannabis in massachusetts literally two weeks prior to this event Mm-hmm. Right. So the vote just passed. I'm like, oh, cool. We're going to have legal weed out here. Cool. Um, and then this happened. I got arrested. The D.A. just uh, threw away the case or de- decriminalized. I threw it away. I had to pay a yeah. fine. But 
um, just that right there was like eye opening for me personally. Like, okay, this is real now. Uh, this is something that we should not play with. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Take how can we get involved? Yeah. How can we make this a real thing? How can I not just be a consumer? How can I not just be um, a statistic or just a, a number in this machine that's clicking? Like, what can we, is it real? Is it something we can get involved with? Just kind of answering those questions at first. Like, is it even possible? What does it look like? Um, and we got, we got really serious about the medical program. Um, it wasn't necessarily viable. I kind of told you why, like the money wasn't, um, I think it was like 22 or 23 at the time. So I had an investor who offered to, to put the 500,000 in escrow if we came up with the rest of it. And I'm like, dude, if I do what I got to do to come up with this 30, <laughs> I can't risk losing it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't viable at the time. We kind of, um, just stayed on it. That's when we really started focusing on the grow. I started, uh, uh, before that I really was just into the, the, the final product, but at that time, that's when I started learning how to grow. Um, I had done it a couple of times with, with some with my family and stuff, a couple of cousins. Um, but that time I really started getting serious, started studying, studying other markets, studying other industries, um, trying to study the regulations, understand how that was going to, what, what it could possibly look like in Massachusetts. Um, so that was 2020, like 2010, I started kind of getting serious about it, prepping for it. Um, and the man took a long time. We had eight years before we passed adult use in, in mass. Uh, so that was 2018 before we came out with the adult use regs. And that was that that had multiple license types. The medical only had basically one license. You do everything. Um, so aside from the licensing fees, the build out cost was astronomical. Um but this was broken down where we could apply for each individual license and kind of start one model. And it, it had, um, you know, multiple businesses interacting with each other, like a regular, like a regular industry. Um, and that's when we kind of saw the opportunity and, and got into that, man. It's, it's something that I've just been passionate about. It's like, we, like I literally, I see my own personal life um, potentially change very drastically from something that could have, you know, derailed my future uh, to something that could be super profitable. And we're talking about it, like selling socks and sneakers now. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. When you look at a place like Mississippi, what do you, what potential do you see with uh, the cannabis market? A lot, man. Um, uh, you know, one of the things is, is the cost of production, right? The cost per pound um, for us to be able to produce, uh, you know, the product for a lot cheaper than we can here in Massachusetts without um, the same exact regulations. Um, that's very exciting, right? To be able to kind of produce high quality product without the same overhead, um, create jobs in a place that desperately needs it. Um, that's going to be something that we're really excited about is to be able to, to kind of, these are kind of high value jobs. People travel across the state um, to be head of cultivation somewhere else, you know what I mean? Or yeah. to have an extraction skill. So these are things that we can kind of train people on, um, get them up to speed on and create high value um, jobs and, and, and um, uh, you know, a family sustaining income. Um, and so be able to kind of provide that to a neighborhood on top of um, the plant medicine itself, where people are finding relief um, and they're not, uh, you know, driving with open alcohol and, you know, all that type of stuff. And, and this is something that's this, this, it's, it's much safer not to knock alcohol or anything, but just um, it just is what it is. It's a it's a, um, you know, people are my my father's replacing um, opioids with with cannabis. And that's something that, you know, he's, he's from the army, he's conservative, like that's something he would never imagine. Um, and just to kind of see that, I, I think there's a lot of benefit uh, on both sides of it, right? Like the product itself, but then also on like industry side, generating jobs and, and creating income and, um, you know, being able to support um, uh, certain communities, I think is, is major. 
Yeah, man, and, and kind of, I'm sorry, guys. I know I've kind of been in and out, man. I'm sorry. Hey, classic. I'm going to let y'all see moms before we break out of here. But um, I was just getting the wife, everything unpacked. But uh, to add on to that, man, Leon, kind of just to give you an update um, as to what's happened here um, since I've been here, man, it's it seems to be, I think the Mississippi market is going to be very lucrative because they're already making it super exclusive, right? Like you have to know someone to get into this industry. So for example, uh, Leon, you know, he, I was just here for Ken's event, right? Um, you know, the cannabis events that we're used to going to, all of us that are part of this call, they're like huge, like thousands, hundreds, thousands of people are, are there, right? Uh, whereas here at the event I just went to in Mississippi, um, man, it was one, two, three. It was probably 10 vendors, dog. You had you had um, two existing dispensaries that are already about to stand up. You had a laboratory. You had a cultivation facility. Then you got your software. And then, you know, you got your uh, education people and everything. Right. So what's that? Seven right there? About seven, eight. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you, you, you got that going. And then there was a barrier to entry. So Ken's event was $150. Right. This is the Medical Marijuana Association. Uh, classic. Uh, you guys, um, man, who is this, man? You, you guys, um, you, you, you should know about this. So, um, Ken Newberger, he's the reason why medical marijuana is, um, a business now in Mississippi. Um, we've met with these guys, with the attorney team, everything, everybody, everybody, everybody. He's like the forefront of this whole program. Now on the other side, uh, we met, um, uh, Jessica Rice, she's part of an association as well, but she's minority owned. So on one side, you got minority owned, which is Jessica. Ken is the paid one. Ken is the barrier uh, for entry and Jessica is not. Jessica has events. Leon, sort of like, um, you know, how when we go to Boston and people just host events, just trying to get into the industry. That's who Jessica is. Now, Dominique, our banking guy, I met him finally. He's been to both of them. And he's oh, seen. Oh, he was there? Yeah, I met him. Uh, he's seeing the whole barrier. Uh-oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Dion, we lost you. Hey, can y'all hear me, man? Damn. Now we can hear yeah. you now. Yeah. All right. You're in those Damn, woods. Mississippi signal. Mississippi signal, man. You know? <laughs> Classic, no, I'm in the woods. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, so... So, uh, yeah, I met Dominique, but that's what it is, man. It's a barrier to entry, and that's what we're trying to fight. So uh, to the to the point that I'm trying to make, it's going to be super exclusive because you got to have paper to get in the industry. But if you're a resident, you have 100% Mississippi nativeness, you can get a license, bro, for $2,500. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, but the thing is, is that although your license and application fee is that cheap, you still got a good building to grow out of. You got to get your ventilation right. You got to know how to regulate the shit. How are you going to sell it? POS, blah, 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 right? So I met a lot of people from the state of Mississippi that's just like, oh, yeah, hey, man, yeah, we're, we're trying to do this with our land. And they are real estate agents, so they have property, and they may or may not know someone that could develop it, but at the same time, they don't know what to do and how to grow this in a regulated industry. You know, how are you going to extract it? How are you going to sell it? How are you going to do all this, that, and the other? And that's why I feel like we have the lead on things. And to be honest, um, I think 
man, in between now and the end of the year, it's probably only going to be less than 10 licenses issued. And the majority of them are going to be near your area, uh, Classic Jackson. Uh, One's in Meridian. One is in uh, Meridian, which you got Meredith, Madison, um, and it's another one. And those three, one's going to house a laboratory, one's going to house uh, a dispensary, and one's going to house um, cultivation. And I only I only saw one that was vertically integrated. So it's going to be wide open down here in the medical landscape. And, uh, man, I'm hoping we can break into it pretty fast. I know that was kind of a long-winded answer, but. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I know it's kind of, I can visualize so much of the land there and just kind of visualize, I guess, some of the places that they're going to allow people to set up at least, you know, at least to start chopping down some trees, build a warehouse and start growing. Yeah, there were about 30 counties that opted out. Actually, Jackson County, uh, no, I'm sorry, the city of Jackson opted out, not the county. Um, But like it's it's like Hattiesburg is going to have them. Um, they're they're kind of scattered, man, but they're more south than they are north. We've only identified one that's north in the area of Oxford. Um, so it's it's going to be competitive, man. But I, I think we're uh, we're definitely going to be able to uh, make some noise down here, man. So I didn't get a chance to, to holler at Mom Dukes Classic. I was going to ring her. Uh, I was in Jackson on the fifth, but I'm gonna be back next Thursday. So I may try and ping her then and, and see what's up. Say hello. Okay, okay, yeah. No telling. She's probably shooting a movie if she's in the city or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, um, you know, that's kind of what we're doing here. I, I know Leon. I kind of been on and off the call. Sorry about that. Uh, due to signal and, and other stuff, but yeah. So Teddy's man. Teddy's is the baby. We got uh cultivation manufacturing. We're gonna be able to start home delivery. Hopefully, all of that will be turned on by the end of this year. Um, we're we're gonna be starting some build out. Uh, Leon may have dropped you some nuggets that I'm not privy to uh, since I've, you know, kind of been on and off. We hadn't updated each other in a few weeks since I've been here. So we're, we're always exciting each other, man. We're we're on the north and the south trying to make some shit happen. And you know how we do, man. Just like with y'all, with the podcast. You you trying shit, throwing shit at the wall, seeing what stick, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta keep trying, man. If you give up, you ain't getting nowhere, man. So, you know what I'm saying? As long as you keep trying... That's all you can do because, you know, God see those efforts. You see those efforts. You see the growth. And so do other people. So, you know, sometimes it's it's just an interview process. It's like how many people go tell you no before somebody give you that opportunity or you got to go and create that opportunity for yourself. Uh, in our case, it's a little harder because our struggle is every minority struggle. Capital. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of the only staggering thing we got that's that's kind of, you know, keeping us from going at the speed we actually want to go. But in that, um, we learn a lot and we learn how to finesse, you know, things throughout the way and build relationships and, you know, take advantage and leverage those those contacts and those relationships. And, you know, man, we, we get to where we are. But uh, ultimately, man, I'm super excited about it. And, um, man, this shit finna hit, man. Classic. I've been, I, I told y'all about this when y'all was in, what, VA, DC? How long I've been talking about this? Yeah, it's, it's been going on a minute. Some years. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to finally be able to introduce y'all to some, you know, to, you know, because, you know, Leon's the founder. You know, I'm basically just an investor, you know, um, part ownership, minority ownership in the in the business. 
But, you know, it's it's good that I can, you know how you're telling people about shit for so long and you never see nothing? Now you've meet my mans and you're like, damn, this, okay, that nigga. And not to say you thought I was bullshitting, but now you're like, damn, okay, nigga doing, this nigga really doing it, cut, man. Dion really doing this shit, man. Damn. You know? Yeah, you so, know always, you know, always it, believe it, um, in me. So what's up, baby? You got the Uber? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all good. Oh, um, I'm just sitting in here. I'm trying not because I'm I'm in a good space right now. I've been moving, dropping on and off. <laughs> hey, I'm just the just the wife, man. Oh, can I can I steal it? I want to show y'all moms and shit. This is like an unconventional podcast right now. We doing, <laughs> but but um, hold on. let me show y'all. Boom, let me turn it back on. So we at the crib. I like to get y'all perspective, baby. You know what I'm saying? We got the kids across the way on the four wheeler. Look like you know, real clouds. I, I just like to there. do it. Classic know how I do. Boom. Look, you on the four-wheel at the basketball goal. I got the little charger. They gave me the little charger for the rental. Hold on. Classic done be here. My nigga Jet had. Hey, mama, how you doing? I can't hear you. I don't know what happened to the audio. Hello. What happened to the audio? We can't hear. He got too close to the house. <laughs> we can't yeah i told you we got too close to the house as soon as he came out of the garage the, the signal came back you can't you can't go inside in oxford <laughs> what's up we we lost all the audio when you went in the house or when you when you stepped tra- past oh, that damn. threshold I, I, my my car was on oh, okay that's what it was i was on on the car <laughs> man yeah let me open the joint up but yeah, yeah, that's how we chill it, man. You know, um, you know what I what I like about it. Man, <laughs> yeah, man. Now you hit on it too, man. It's uh, like us trying to put it in the work, being able to focus on the details uh, here um, was a benefit. Was a benefit, right? Like a lot of people that are on the other side, moving with money, um, <laughs> they can make more mistakes. They can afford to make more mistakes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for us, we had to focus on every detail and be to be able to be. Um, first movers in another state is major. Like the fact that we put all the work in here, and we can kind of take our expertise, take our our team, take our form, like all of our paperwork, um, and move into another state and be one of the first is is you know exciting. That's an exciting opportunity. Yeah. Have you? Do you guys get into CBD? Yeah. So they just opened that up. CBD wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. You couldn't process mer- cannabis and CBD. It sounds dumb as hell. But you couldn't process cannabis, uh, THC and CBD in the same facility before. What? Um, that literally just passed. Uh, like middle end of last year. Um, so people are starting to kick kick in CBD into their into their process. So that is okay. crazy. So they just passed a law that you can grow both in the same facility or are they letting you grow yeah. CBD? Okay. But CBD grow has been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. we have, they've had, they have hemp grows and stuff. Um, one of the rules is it has to be grown in state so we can't import, uh, even though there's no THC and we could sh- technically ship CBD products in the mail, uh, we mm-hmm. can't do that um, in the dispensary. It has to be uh, Massachusetts grown uh, hemp that you're turning into CBD products here. That's one caveat. And then, like I said before, you had to have a whole separate facility. Um, now, and, and that's difficult too, right? Because um, of the nature of 
uh, cultivate like there's a lot of cross pollination and cross contamination, so mm -hmm. it, it's hard to do. Uh, you need you need to do it the right way. Um, but yeah, uh, most because most hemp growers just do it outside because there's no there's, you know there's less um, uh, like I don't want to say environmental controls, but really you can be a little bit more loose with it um, than you would when you're dialing in like indoor high end flower to turn into rosin or something like that. It's different um, mm -hmm. with 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 the hemp. Um, so that's just one consideration why people haven't done it. Aside from the laws, is that it's it's difficult to do in one space if you if you didn't prepare for it, if you didn't build it that way. Hmm. That's weird how they make it so confusing. Basically, you know, technically confusing. And I hey, so how how do you guys consume mostly now? Do you only use the dabber, like the concentrate? Yeah, a lot of the times so we gave the. Oh Pre damn! There it is, right there. Yeah, yeah. hey, earlier. <laughs> hey, Leon, my man's my man's classic. He was the first one to turn me on to the. Uh, well, I had knew of the dabs, and that concentrate the wax, um, but I had never hit it. Man, I got addicted to that shit. I don't even remember what year it was, classic. But man, I hit. You know how the dab when you can you can just be like, and it don't seem like you hitting it that hard, but you hold that shit. That motherfucker catch up with right. you real fast. Hey, your heart beating out your chest. And right. um, ever since then, I ain't never looked back. So thanks yeah. to my man, classic. You know, Yo, um, you just put me on too. I just seen that some new technology here. I'm like, okay, I can rock with that. <laughs> hey, we got, we got to do that in the stew, Jack. We got to do that in the <laughs> yeah. stew, man. But yeah, I yeah. was saying, you know, the rising, though, moving, you know, graduating to the rising, where it's it's not, you know, there's a difference between the resin and the rising, of course, if yep. you're dealing with the, you know, the extract. So, a lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that until um, I started going, of course, and in, into the, the dispensary and asking those types of questions, but. The rosin is one of the cleanest, you know, ways to yes. to consume when you're dealing with vaping. So it doesn't have any, you know, butane and things like that. So and the effects are longer, man. Off that oh, rosin, yeah. I got it hits I got a hard. I got a pre roll in the house right now that I'm finna go hit. It's wrapping some rosin. No, it's, it has it's resin. Like that probably infused. that's resin. That's probably resin. Oh, it said no. It said it said rosin. Rosin, check it. I got one with rosin and bubble hash. I gotta go grab the thing. I'm, I'm gonna run in here and grab it real quick. Okay, um, I've never seen, but rosin yeah, man, in that motherfucker had you high for four hours, bro. Plus, <laughs> shit, I be chilling, man. I'm, I hit that motherfucker like I'm yeah. good. Baby lungs, man, choke your lungs out. <laughs> they also have <laughs> pens. We used to use dab pens I'll take before that. this one. So if you want something a little bit more mobile, they have these like like pen size um, yeah. dab vapes. Yeah, but a lot of them I haven't seen too many rosin uh, pens. I have to look around for those. Wait, but you need a, a special lot of it is it's resin. No, no, you just, no, you just yeah, haven't seen it's, them. It's, it's a cartridge, man. No, no, the resin resin is extracted with uh, I think butane. Mm -hmm. And rosin, I think sometimes was either cold pressed or it depends on, you know, a different process, but it doesn't have that butane. So the resin is going to hit you in the throat and it's going to hit you in the chest real hard. And the rosin is going to have a lot cleaner kind of hit. It's still going to hit you hard, but yeah. it's not going to be, you know, nearly as tough on the throat and tough on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, it's that. It's that. Yeah. Um, like what you're speaking to is the the different viscosity. It definitely is a thing uh, where there. Let me go grab this. There are rosin pens now, but they they weren't. Um, 
to start. Yeah, I just haven't seen any, yeah. But I was yeah. definitely curious. Yeah. So what's as a um, you know, grower, what's what's one of some of your dream um like grow facility if you could have your green you know, the the dream set up. And what are some of your favorite strains as well? Mm. <clears throat> Uh, I mean, we're building my dream setup right now, man. This is this, this is it, bro. Uh, what I would love to do is to do what we're doing at a commercial scale. Um, you know what I mean? And and that's and that's kind of it is to be able to do like a small batch harvest. Um, uh, you know, we we use. I'm, it's, there's not really secrets to this. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of does the same thing. There's no real secret sauce other than just care, attention, and love. How we strain hunt, how we pheno hunt. Um, and you that's say it. small more, batch. I'm, What's what? What do you call a small batch harvest? What what is what is when you say um, how, many, so like how many pounds you usually lights, get? Or yeah, ounces? like you know, sixty lights, thirty lights. Um, those are pretty big. You know what I'm saying? But in in, in these industries, you'll see one room with 150 lights in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that could be, and then depending on how you grow, uh, most people grow like four lights, uh, four plants of light or or more. But let's say you you grow four plants of light. Um, times 150 lights, you know, there's a lot of plants in the room, right? Yeah. Um, so there's no way you're, you know, like you, there's no need, there's no need to monitor. That's kind of the, the bet is that you're, like I said, it's more of like a Walmart weed model. Um, mm-hmm. For us, we do a much smaller, we do two, two plants, maybe three plants uh, max. Typically we try to keep it to two plants of light. Um, right. And then to do a room that's smaller, um, max it out at, you know, between 10 and 30 lights, is that would be small batch. So we're talking about bringing down um, between, you know, 15 pounds to, and we, our biggest room would do like 50 pounds at a time. Okay. A good perspective. You know, so yeah. that's what I want to do. I, I, I and, and again, we shaped this because we started off with some bigger room sizes, trying to say, you know, uh, scale it or whatever. But as we, 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 uh, I buy a lot of product. You know what I'm saying? I buy a lot of stuff. I, I do a lot of market research. I go to a lot of dispensaries. Um, I know a lot of people trying to get a license and still purchase it from their guy and still doing traditional market stuff. Um, but I'm 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 we're investigating. So I noticed that there's a lot of stuff that sits. Um, and the dispensaries aren't trying to move your product, right? So if it's mm. sitting there, it'll sit there. And if let's say I like a brand, there's brands that I like. And when I went back, they still had the same batch because they haven't finished selling your their first batch. And it was dope when they got it. But it's you don't know that everything's so new from packaging to everything. So you don't know what your shelf life is really like when you're in the streets. It moves. Right. Um, so when when you're when you're when in this space is different, it takes longer to package testing, getting it on the shelf and your stuff sits there. Um, so that's something that I noticed, too, is like, man, I don't want any of my stuff to sit. I'd rather, you know what yeah. I mean? People wait for our next harvest um, than than sit on anything. So that was another piece is like it, it, it'll, it'll keep it more exclusive. It'll keep it more like a sneaker drop. You know what I mean? People had yeah. it, and they're waiting for us to, to run it back. Um, oh, man, we be waiting, the, the, though, boy. We was like, man, when they gonna bring that next flavor back? <laughs> From real. the other side, that's basically over here. <laughs> hey, yo, look, it's that hash. It's it's the uh, hash rosin. Hold up, check it out. This is a hash rosin infused pre roll. Okay, where'd you get that? Fire. From 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 Alex from Alex okay. Buds, yo, okay. check it out. How about they don't even have them no more? 
I told them personally, I was like, yo, look, y'all need to put this back on the menu because it's fire. And like I said, this is like, this is uh, half of a half of a gram. Yo, this will last me like a week. You know what I'm saying? This will last me a week. Yeah. I, I tap this motherfucker like twice a day. Baby longs. Boom. Yeah. You know, baby longs. Yeah, I know, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I do what I can do. <laughs> nah, but it's all good. You know what, though? I'm going to say this. Because when we when I first started walking into dispensaries, they would be like, oh, this strain's not going to get you too high. And I'm like, what about, like, why would you even think you need to say that to me? <laughs> first of all. Yeah. But just, just I don't that, know. Because they be selling some boo in the dispensaries. <laughs> What's that? They be selling some boo boo in these dispensaries too. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, boo boo. It's daytime smoke. Like, no, it's just trash. If I was buying Hennessy, they're not going to tell me, oh, this this alcohol isn't going to get you too drunk. No, they're going to say consume in moderation. You know what I'm saying? Consume at your own pace. Um, and that's 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 how we talk about our product. That's what we want to bring to market. Not this, um, oh, smoke this. It's not going to get you too stoned. Like, no, let me, you know, uh, proceed with caution. that's the advice we get yeah what's what's some of your favorite strains oh my favorite i'm a gmo guy man i love gmo i realized um that's kind of it's it's different here where we are Mm -hmm. um so this is a cultivation thing right like the we get really good gmo out here um and then when i started shopping around when i go to different places different states um what they consider GMO, you know, is 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 very very different. It's a lower bar, um, but yeah, man, I love GMO. I like that oniony, skunky smell. One of my favorite strains is Toad. You had that Mike Tyson Toad? No, no I haven't had. I haven't had that. <laughs> I love that. That I love. Go get you some of that Mike Tyson. I think it was like sixty five for the eighth. It was worth it. Hey, tell um, them about that Bruce Leroy. One of the Bruce Leroy or something. Fire. Uh, my other guys, uh, uh, Ball Family Farms. Um, they have, uh, yep, they got Bruce Leroy and they got the, um, they have, uh, 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 oh, the Danny LaRusso. Danny LaRusso. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Danny LaRusso. Yep. It's a, um, that that has that. What's that? You see, these are strains. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So they have the, um, the Bruce Leroy strain, the packing is fire. Go check them out. It's like the cartoon, uh, with the, with the Bruce Leroy character on the top, uh, same thing with the Danny LaRusso. They got him doing the karate crane kick um, on the jar. It's dope. But that, but that has a real, um, that's kind of in that same family, like a, like a triple burger. Um, all those are like GMO derivatives. Um, that's my personal favorite. That's what I like. Okay. Okay. I like stinky skunky, Cheese to smell it weird. Yeah, I like the smell. Yeah, you smell like toe jam. (laughs) More the earthy. I'm not big on fruity stuff, on the fruity flavors and stuff. Yeah, but me neither. The 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 Bruce Leroy is. It's kind of like a um, it's kind of like a like a runts kind of like where it's 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 like fruity on top, but it still has a gas underneath it. Okay. Um, that's Bruce Leroy. The uh, the Daniel Larusso is like a a funky more. GMO type, like more my speed. Okay. I think I think we would. I think we'd like a session together. I think I think we, we're on the same page here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. You know, if you come to LA, you know, you still got to come in. We invite people in to come do an in studio. Um, as far as recording, yeah, of course, you know. Hey, I'm coming. I'm coming this year, too. man. So just like I said, keep keep a cushion for me. Oh yeah, always. You know, so I can sleep on the floor or something. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> 
do you smoke mostly flour or what? What's your preference? Vapes, flowers? Uh, me, yeah, no, I'm I'm still flower man. I still like rolling up. I'm mm. just I'm a creature of habit. I like yeah. getting on my fingers and smelling. I still like I still like the the whole ritual. The blunts or joints? Um, what's that? Blunts or joints? Joints, joints. Okay, joints. Yeah, I had yeah, to. I, have a I had to graduate. I gotta taste. I gotta taste it. Yeah, and that's the thing. It comes to once you get into taste or wanting to taste weed, you know, yeah, it's a different. And the blunts kind of still that tobacco gives it a, uh, you, I guess once I once I stopped and, you know, when you hit a blunts every, every once in a while, you do feel that extra kind of tobacco in there as well, along with the high. And I started to notice that, like, ah, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm I guess, feeling a different it's almost like it's a little heavier you know it kind of makes the high a little heavier i think when with the tobacco on top of it it's more of a body high for sure um you know i I, that's how i feel it i feel like it's more of like a you feel that yeah that kind of you know physically you feel it more i I call it i think that's the the tobacco in it i think i'm gonna say that that's the tobacco part oh definitely that i never noticed before Bro, and I, I yeah. and yo, my boys, you know what I'm saying? They, they, I'm, I'm, I'm a unicorn out here. I'm the only, just me and my, my girl. <laughs> We're the only one that smoke paper. All my boys still on blunts, still on, yeah. uh, you know, backwards and stuff. So, so I, I, I do hit it when I'm, when I'm, you know, I mean, around people. But yeah, me um, too, man. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm telling them, it's like, yo, it's stealing your high. Your oh, high yeah. is quicker. That's why y'all roll up so much. Y'all smoke <laughs> so much because the, the blunt is taking the high away from you, bro. Yeah. And you don't get to taste it. Everything tastes like vanilla. Backwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I, it's funny, man, because classic. I was over, I was over Chase House. You know, Chase back in Oxford now. Uh, Jet, okay. Jet, you met my, you met uh, Chase, my middle brother, the one right under me. Uh, but anyway, we did a case study. You know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, you don't use because he still do the blunts. I said, look, man, roll this in the papers, some rolls, roll that in the swishers. Same bud now. So we do it. You know, I couldn't even stand the tobacco. You know, I'm like, yeah, man, take that shit. I don't even want that. Um, and then, but when he did it, he tasted the difference. He was like, oh, man. I don't know why I still smoke. I said because it's just habit. That's all you know. That's that's all niggas do. Well, also, you know, and roll. people don't know how to roll joints. Joints, you know, you gotta. That's why gotta I have a skill. Yeah. That too. You know, it, it takes a skill. It took me a little time to, to perfect rolling. You know, my joints to get it to smoke like blunts, and then it's just like yeah. After that, you know, you master the 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 way you roll your joints. I even did a little video on YouTube. This, you know, how to roll the perfect little joint and. How to roll okay. the perfect, the perfect. I gotta peep that. Yeah. So you know. No, just, man, you hit it on the head, bro. You know, we we I was with um speaking of the, the the private planes, I was with we were with Black from um Monogram. Jay-Z has a brand monogram, and D Black okay. is the head of cultivation. He's not a grower, but he's just like a weed kind of sewer. Uh, he tells the girls what to do. Um, he's also a professional blunt roller. This guy, like literally, he can't he teaches the monogram staff how to hand roll all their pre-rolls right wow. and um yeah it's it's they do like 2000 blood it's it's crazy it's crazy um but but um th- that's something that made me like the monogram brand too is like the attention to detail they are dead serious he didn't just get some guy this is somebody that he know from way back in the legacy market you know what i mean um this guy's been doing it and and he's been tapped in with the with the with the cannabis culture um and anyway 
yeah, man, we were, he, he's somebody that still smokes, um, backwards. Right. But, uh, or Fronto, Fronto leaf. Um, but, um, but he, he was saying the same thing. He's like, I, when I smoke joints, it's like a, you get more high. If you smoke, if you actually, you know, let the tobacco go out your system and you, and you go back and forth, um, it tastes better. It's, it, it, it lasts longer. Um, you get, you get higher. Um, and that was, I mean, he's somebody that still religiously rose up, you know, frontal leaves. Right. Um, so yeah, that was dope. But, and he's a professional blunt roller too, but yeah, man, that's, it's a, it's a hard sell. People are addicted to the tobacco. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I said, that's how I was introduced to smoking. Period. So I kind of had my own personal graduation of you know getting into the joints and then learning about dabs and stuff like that or concentrates. Yeah, man, I turned my tassel to the right from the from the Swishers probably about a few years ago. But look, um, when 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 you when you fade when when you're doing it like that, bro, everybody classic. You know this, man. Everybody in the sip still on it. Still, nothing changes, bro. We we can say this. We'll be saying that ten years from now. Yep, niggas still on the same stuff. But when you come here and try to like school them, they is like they resist it. They get defensive. It don't oh, matter how many not. tobacco ads they run showing how you get cancer. You still go. They watch a hundred of them motherfuckers every day, and then go out and grab a swisher. Man, did you just not see the commercials they showed you all day, bro? But you know, that's, I don't know. That's you know, that's a lot of people. That's everywhere. That's that's a yeah. lot. Of, I could say that's a lot of different cultures. You know, because I, when you think, if I would think about it, I would probably think that you know, Asians might smoke more tobacco than they smoke weed. You know, but you would think you know it's the same thing that a lot of the world have learned by now. And congratulations again to her. I gotta keep saying I, I gotta start saying that more because we haven't quite had that conversation. She used to smoke uh, cigarettes, and she don't smoke anymore. But she, you know, still partakes in cannabis. But you know, her stopping smoke cigarettes that's a whole different you know ball game. Yeah, versus oh, yeah. weed, you know, that's, yeah. Congratulations. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, well, course, you know, I don't you, smoke, I don't smoke Swissers no more, so I quit smoking tobacco, too. <laughs> yeah, y'all y'all exclusively concentrate now, right? Y'all don't fuck with Jays. Like, y'all don't do flour much. No, we, y'all don't do nothing. I don't you know, know, every now and then. We we'll, don't, we'll I guess I won't cheaters, buy it anymore. Like we yeah. earlier. But um, we transitioned to... To dabs first it was vapes and then now it's but you know yeah, we, we I would think have to stop that's on me the too, dabs man. though for the a minute to, to enjoy a joint because you know I can't it's not like I can just go in the dispensary and grab a straight flour right now and put it in a joint and smoke one joint after coming off nothing but concentrate for a solo right, right. You know, I, have to, I would probably have to stop a day right it's Yep. <laughs> a yep. <cheater. laughs> Maybe two. Uh, now a jeter. Yeah, yeah, I could. I could. You could jump into a jeter, and yeah, I could probably smoke half of one of the little baby jeters and be good. You know, but mm. that's infused with you know. So what's the difference financially? Like how, how much? How much were you spending with flour versus now? I can't even. I don't know if it's really okay. a big, a huge difference. Well, it's, it's, it is a big difference. This is one gram. You're talking probably, you know, 
I don't know what they what uh bear labs be. You know, it's like the street price. I don't want to holler out their prices like that. They might be <laughs> giving it to me like for seventy five, like seventy five <laughs> bucks or something. You know, I don't want everybody rushing over to to, to Stizzy, and I can't never get the the bab uh, the labs no more. But but um, you know, it's it's yeah, probably I guess say forty to fifty in certain places for this in particular. Most most risings and sometimes even in the streets, they're gonna be, try to hit you for about sixty or seventy for the rising yeah. because that's the streets but some dispensaries other dispensaries yeah you probably same thing is probably 60 or 70 this lasts us us two about two days it could last okay. one of us a little you know a little longer a little longer no see, see, Maybe see four those days, prices yeah that's those street prices that's you mentioned those are those in mass those are um th- those are store prices so like for 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 that product that you're holding right there this that's right gonna here? be in that concentrate, yeah. That's gonna be about sixty to seventy bucks with tax from the storefront. Right. I mean that's you know what I'm saying. That's Sometimes probably more. here as well. I can't say it's not, but I guess around sometimes how some of the dispensaries work around the tax thing here, they'll charge you less. I guess depending on how they get it. They'll charge you less and then they'll, you know, make it balance out with the tax. So like with Jeter's. You can catch Jeter's pretty decent at Dr. Green Thumbs and at Stizzy's. You go North Hollywood, maybe 10, you know, a little bit more. You talking extortion, $20 more for what you're paying over here. $25 more from what you're paying here. Oh, yeah, Uh, the area too, man. It's all about the area, the demographic, all of that, man. Because we're still downtown, too. That's still you know. downtown, but is that like a different like um, suburb? You know how like New York got boroughs. Oh, yeah, it's definitely you different. Got, yeah, every, yeah, right. So that's what five I'm saying. minutes like, that's is what, different here. Yeah, different. That's mayor. what we're facing in Mass. Um, we're we're building out this delivery model, and you got certain areas where your price points can literally be, you know, marked up fucking five ten percent more because those people in that specific area they don't care. Your money ain't no object to them. Whereas in a different area, you know, those price points yeah. are lower. And it's like, you know, and then part of it, too, is, you know, overhead, you know, this place like in Cali, y'all been in the cannabis industry for fucking 20 plus years. So so they price to produce, they price to manufacture that overhead is way cheaper now. So they can sell this shit for five dollars. You know what I'm saying? It probably ain't, it ain't costing them nothing to make it. No, um, they refusing to do know, that. They're going to tax you 25 percent. That's a <laughs> that's med men's. I remember they had a ridiculous yeah. tax when we first got here. Had to learn the hard way and you know sometimes you're just paying for rent because you get the same products and drastic difference depending on where you get it what neighborhood and i think it's how you of course the independent business how you move and the product some of them some of these places probably come because what dr green thumbs is uh which is it is it cypress hill the guy from yeah i think the guy from yeah that's gti right yeah yeah. yeah, so yeah, you know, it depends on how he's looking at it. If you can move it fast enough, I I think it's the same way with Stizzy. If you're moving it fast enough, you can get it out the door. Cool, you know, I'm I, I've dropped the price and as long as it's moving. Some places it's probably not the same way. They probably don't get that type of you know clientele in there to move the product, so they may be sitting on some product mm-hmm. a little longer. Maybe have to charge more or a different type. You know, not sure what's going on business wise there, but. Stizzy? Oh, yeah. They're moving. They definitely, they're moving product. Dr. Green Thumbs as well. Yeah, they're moving product. And that's a good price point. Like, 
if you're saying that a gram lasts you a couple, that's like an eighth. You know what I mean? That's and that's that's obviously that's a similar price point between 40, 50, 60. Nah, eighth probably costs about the same if a flower. Right. Yeah, I run through an eighth probably in a day of flour. An eighth, or if not, shit, maybe you're looking at a. Uh, it depends on you know how I roll my how how I roll the joints. Even though we smoking for two as well, so yeah, eighth is. Yeah. Man, the wife was in uh, Vegas this weekend, and um, um, she was with some people, and they went to a dispensary in Vegas. Man, they had fifteen dollar eighths, man. Yeah, that's depending on what they what's the quality. You know, quality yeah, is everything. Quality, quality. Right, quality is everything. Quality. What was the name of it? Yeah. Hold up. We grabbed the name of it was fucking terrible. Yeah. And that's you know. That's going to always be the thing with cannabis quality, because it's not like, of course, alcohol is a little different. It's, you're going to get drunk. You get drunk. You can go in there and get cannabis or you get a sativa and you really want an indica. And yeah, it's, you're going to have a different opinion of what you're smoking. Yeah. Somebody could be like, oh, this is really good. I don't get me lazy. I'm high in the head. I can go to work, do my thing. I'd be like, I don't feel the high. I'm stressing. I'm not calm at all. You know, it's <laughs> two different people. You know, it's how you how you take it and understanding what it is. You know, knowing what a sativa does, what a hybrid, what's in the hybrid and what an indica does. A lot of people didn't know that. And now with the industry becoming, you know, more professional, um, the streets that knowledge maybe can get down into the streets and people mm-hmm. can l- learn to smoke a little different you know yeah you wake up maybe before you go to your college class you maybe want to smoke a uh, sativa so it you know you mm-hmm. don't feel so lazy when you in class and then you know as you know when you at the end of the day and you you still a little amped up maybe excited about of something you want to smoke an indica to calm you down you know knowing the what you're smoking as well is important. And a lot of people don't, they don't understand that that is also an important part of, you know, being involved in cannabis or, you know, knowing what you're dealing with. Major bro, major, major, major part of it. And that's one of the things that excites me about the regulated industry is being able to show data, show testing, you know what I mean? Show lab results, Mm -hmm. provide information and do it in a way um, that's like, you know, every other business and and, and, and educate our consumer more um, because that's a lot of it, man. It's really going to shape your experience. Exactly. You hit it, hit it on the head, man. You know, you're going to have, um, you know, you could have two completely different experiences with, with two different strains. Right. And yeah. your first experience smoking could write, could, you could write it all off. and like, oh, I don't know. Weed's not for me. It made me feel like this mm-hmm. and like that. And it really could have just been um, that strain. I'm, I'm curious. What are your favorite strains? I didn't ask you guys. Do you guys have a, have a similar palette? What, 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 do you, what do you guys like? I was realizing when you were naming off strains, when we converted to dabs, we kind of lost track of like yeah. strains and stuff. When we were smoking mostly flowers, like we knew of some some strains that we a really Skywalker liked. OG, right. or and, you know Diamond OG. Uh, what was that from Sal Diesel? When it comes to uh, the sativas, the the, the was it Jack Herrera Gorilla Glue. Oh yeah, Gorilla Glue yeah. is, is they mix is, so much of it out here. And it has a good Yeah, man, it's like GG44 now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They got too many of them. But hey, look, I am I'm, I'm trying to I've been telling Leon too. I'm I'm trying to transition away from flour because I like the clean and the uh the the effects and the lasting effects 
of, um, you know, concentrate, vapes, resin, hash, things like that. Um, and uh, it's the flower, you know, it's on your breath, it's on your fingers, it's on your, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's so only when, you when you're smoking around, it. You like to be clean, too. You're, so you have to get you a, a rig. You got to get yeah. you a vape to where you can pack your flower into it where it's not smoking it, but it's just going to heat your, you know, it could you have a little hand device to where, you know. You oh, can, shit, I ain't, never, I ain't never seen that one. Yeah, hey, we've that had what, two hey. of them before. We've had really? one for, you know, we, yeah, we had one for dry vape to where, you know, mm-hmm. you, you stuff it with the, I mean, with the, um, with the flower and it's, yeah. it's still a vape. So, you know, you, you Word. vaporize it and you can hit, it's got, not as powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not as, you know, when you vape in the flower, it's, you know, you still get your high, but you don't get the smell like that. And it's still, you know, pretty it controllable. It takes time to get used to just like transitioning from blunts to joints. Yeah, yeah, you're getting that vape, you know, you're just tasting that. I, I, I can taste it. I got to get them, it in them there. Terps. Yeah, it's not quite the, the same like pulling out of this yeah. dab, you know, the, the vapes coming out of this vet dab got a whole different level of kick to it. I always, whenever introducing, just tell them, just go, just do just, just do a little bit when you, and whenever they do it, they can, they can feel it like, oh, oh, yeah, that's, ooh, that's real, <laughs> you know, just off that little, because, yeah, when you see us hit it, we, you don't want to follow that on your first hit. <laughs> you know? Look, yeah, hey, that's you don't want to follow that. When I come out there, too, you just let me do it, too. Nah, man. yeah, yeah, cough everything out your nose. Yep. <laughs> 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 coughing for 15 sure. 20 minutes some yeah. of the dispensaries used to let you do that i guess before covid yeah like and it was funny you buy a certain amount and they'll give you a, a a dab hit on the way out if you wanted to so you walking out yeah fried lit yeah <laughs> but it's, it's, or a free we, it's funny that we've seen those changes out here though in the past four yeah. years even though they've had the industry for so long when we got here they had some some little pop, I can't say pop up, but some illegal industry or, or I can't, you know, Ill- illegal dispensaries because, of course, they weren't there like two weeks later or three weeks later. As we saw, you know, it just kind of phased out the the little um, secret dispensaries and they probably still have them. We just been shopping at one. But, yeah, they had a lot of them at, at one time yeah. and they had some pretty good weed. But foreigners. A lot of them, I noticed a lot of them were were foreign, and I'm talking about maybe like probably Russian, you know. So it was it was it was quite interesting to see you don't have those as many as you used to to have them. Wait a minute, them Russians using flour and they hold no girl captive for having the oil over there. What's that about? <laughs> I don't know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah it's you know and you you kind of see that out here that's why i'm proud of i'm proud of y'all man i'm proud to see brothers of color into the cannabis industry because out here it is not that colorful when you go into the industries yeah from the work hey man we're trying to we're trying to do some man we trying to goddamn move the needle like for real like big time homie and um uh, we 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 are making progress, man. But this shit, man, this shit is an uphill battle. Like Nipsey Hussle say, man, we done been through every emotion, uh, every emotion to get to where we are now. You know what I mean? So, um, 
you know, it's kind of a roller coaster thing, man. But but we appreciate the journey, and that's what makes it more humbling, man. You know what I'm saying? Just being able to share it, like I've been able to share it with you for years, and now you're starting to see it. Uh, Leon seen people that I've shared it to for years, and um, he's met these people, and just to man, see it you come told to Mama fruition, yet. man, is cool, huh? Mama, know you in the industry yet? Yeah, 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 man. Mom, moms know she done met Leon and everything. Leon done been down here, kicked it. Um, you know, he he done moved around, man. So yeah, moms know she's excited, she's supportive of it. Um shit, I even I even brought moms some some edibles home from up north. She on edibles now, classic. Oh, really? She uh, yeah, she trying the little gummy edibles. Um uh, so she you know, I'm she likes me, helps her relax. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the edibles. What about yeah. are you a fan of the edibles, Leon? Nah, man, they're 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 too inconsistent for me. Okay. For the longest, they didn't really work for me. I think it was the dosage or whatever. But um, I've gotten it from you. Got to eat a whole bag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People be riding this shit before you get high. <laughs> Teeth done yeah. it out, but you high. It takes a long time to kick in, and then it just feels like it's too much weight on you, like almost an indica <laughs> feeling. And then it'll last yeah, a lot of long time. No, that I, that's a great point. I, 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 that's exactly my my perspective on it. Is um, so typically gummies are or most edibles are made from distillate, right? And the distillate isn't full spectrum. You guys are into concentrate, so you guys kind of probably know a little bit about how the extraction process, right? But yeah. distillate has no uh, terps in it, so it's just the the THC, right? Um, I don't even believe in that product, right? Like, I think that that's too much chemistry in, in cannabis. Now, we do do certain things with it, but I'm saying for me personally, um, I think it's a different experience. I think cannabis is best consumed full spectrum. All the chirps, all the smell, all the flavor, um, whether that's, you can still get that and extract. Um, it doesn't have to be isolated, just the THC, because that's not the real effect that you're looking for, right? Like, the indica is the indica because it has... Um, like sedative terpene profiles in the plant, just like lavender, right? Lavender is lavender because the plant has those relaxing properties in it. That's why you see lavender lotion, lavender, you know, uh, soaps, right? Because mm -hmm. the plant itself has um, a sedative, relaxing um, uh, chemical in component in the actual plant. So when you remove that, and I'm just getting the THC, that's not the experience that we're having. So when you talk about a sativa, so like, on some nerd on a nerd level uh indica sativa is all made up there's no such thing everything's a hybrid right we still use it because it's the only, it's the best way to communicate with consumers right. the real answer is the uh everything everything you're smoking is an indica at this point sativa is only hemp but the actual answer is in the terpene profile when you smell it and you're like this is the smell i'm looking for this is the smell i like that is um, what you're looking for. That'll determine what, not whether it's Indica or TV or the lineage, but the actual terpene makeup of um, this particular, because when you're talking about Gorilla Glue and I'm talking about Gorilla Glue, we're going to have different Gorilla Glues and masks than you have out there, right? Yeah. The the environment that it was grown in, the, like creates and shapes the actual yeah. final product, right? So we right. can have the same strain and get two completely different results, sure. right? Um, and when you put your nose on it, you're going to smell exactly what you're looking for or not. Um, but anyway, um, that's my thing with, with edibles. Excuse me. Um, when using distillate as a concentrate, it's going to have that effect that we're describing, where it's mm -hmm. just THC all at once, right? And that's not the part of the weed that I like, per se, 
You know what I mean? Right. Um, I like that in combination with all the other elements. Okay. Interesting. And then you're adding sugar and dyes and all those things may yes. affect your, 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 your uh, you know, depending on your how you digest food. That's why I heard something that I don't know if this is true. This is my heard that black people um, affect edibles uh, or edibles affect black people in a different way um, because of our diet. So a lot of black people say they don't mm. like edibles, people of color, because of our diet and how we break down mm. sugars. Interesting. That's interesting. I didn't have an idea of that. Yeah. How does it go when you're calculating like um, the percentages? Like when I see it, there it says total t it says thc cbd and then it has total thc like i get but the percentage (laughs) yeah is really different between thc and total thc like what does that mean exactly do you know yeah so with plant material with flour um there it's not 100 percent thc because there's flour there's actual plant matter Mm -hmm. right so that's why it's only so high you can get um because some of what you're consuming is going to be sticks and stems and, you know what I mean? Leafs. Mm-hmm. And, not, and, and, and so that's kind of how they do the map. It's, it's, it's the pretty much the THC is in the oil. It's in the, uh, the trichomes. So like the crystals, the sugary mm-hmm. looking stuff on the yeah. bud. Um, mm-hmm. That's what you want to separate from the bud. Um, Cause that's going to hold pretty much the THC. So that's mm-hmm. why you could still smell it. You can have, um, you know, when it's, uh, when it's cured, when the when the blood is curing and drying, um, that's when you can get like exactly what the bud is going to be like, and that flavor is all right there because of the crystals um, that are drying. And as you go into the trim process, depending on how you trim, whether that's hand trim, a lot of this stuff is machine trim, right? They throw it in a like a little tumble dry thing and and, mm-hmm. and chop all the leaves off. That's taking a lot of the trichomes, taking a lot of the 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 actual flavor and THC off of it too. Right. So some so a lot of that bud that comes out of um, those machine trimmers um, are going to be a lot less pungent and it's not going to have that bag smell as to things that were hand trimmed like we're used to things that come on the traditional market. Mm-hmm. I don't have that machine. I'm cutting it. I'm doing this by hand. Right. So so that's how you get a lot of the terps and a lot of those a lot of that smell is still on it because there was less um, agitation. Right. They didn't shake it up. They didn't jar it. Um, and financially like from a business standpoint it's kind of a wash because i can i can collect the keef that comes off of my trimmer and now i'm selling you keef right um like that's cool but it doesn't make my butt any better you know what i mean um so like from a business perspective they figured out ways to like diversify the product right so they they're going to sell you the trim they're going to take all the trim all the sticks and the stems and make that into uh, a distillate Right. So I'm not even getting the full plant material. I'm not getting all the stuff with all the trichomes on it. They're taking my trim, the the leaves that I cut off, the fan leaves, the satellite leaves Mm -hmm. um, that have no really THC crystals on it. Very little. Um, The stems, the sticks, they use that to make concentrates or distillate, which then goes into edibles. And that's why they're not as strong or they're heavy Mm -hmm. in THC, but it's missing everything else (laughs) that makes this strain. It's, you know, itself. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I kind of got went off on your question. No, I know that makes great. Yeah. Like I'm learning so much. Uh, yeah. We're, you know, Breaks we're nerds down. about it as well. Cause you know, we've looked into cultivation as well and I've tried it I've ourselves. I've only, only been smoking um, most of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we've tried, uh, you know, growing it as well. So 
yeah. the experience. What sh- what do you think about um grow boxes and stuff like? Because we tried um uh, Bloombox. Bloombox. Yeah. Um. B- I think it, so. I think it's dope. So on one level, it's dope. That's cool. Everybody should get their hands in and and, and find the things that they like. Um. You know, I I, I do think um some of those things are there's a dope product it's black owned um there's a black woman that created it and it completely completes the, the growth cycle it's like the I, I forget the name i think it's called trim um but it basically does a scrog so it grows the plant sideways um i think stuff like that is innovative and dope and if people can consume um grow for themselves um i think it only uh i think it only helps i think it only helps cr- uh, make a more educated consumer it only creates a more educated industry right it's not going to necessarily replace me you know what i mean like if you make mm-hmm. um whatever we all cook in our crib right it doesn't it doesn't replace restaurants no. <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so there's, you're still going to pay for expertise you're going to still pay for an experience you're still going to want to have um high-end products or just you know completely tested and regulated process that, that came out of a a, a a sterile environment right and be re- um, more respectful of the process and understand and you'll be more respectful it take, of it you know yeah. yeah definitely so i don't know i can't vouch for any of them i haven't had any experience with any of them but just in, in like a general sense i support it i support uh home cultivation i don't think um it's going to replace you know uh what we do um in the regulated space but i think i think you know for us to have that connection with the consumer it only helps for a more informed conversation yeah because yeah, the process is pretty crazy it's not like growing tomatoes and to get really good quality product i mean there's a lot that goes into it yeah and the plant is uh, way more sensitive than a lot of people would um, even imagine a plant could be when it comes to sensitivity so 100 percent, man hey (laughs) we had so many bumps and bruises learning and even now so the process that we're going through now um we're, we're we're selecting our menu right now so we're 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 trying new things so typically this is a learning curve, right? For us, like for people that um, where we used to come from, where people used to hustle, like do this for a living, right? You're not experimenting. Like I'm growing strains that I know are going to sell, that I know are going to finish, right? Like like you said, these plants are very finicky. So I'm not <laughs> about to try something under, you know, 20 lights and then see what happens when we get to the end. No way. Right. You know what I mean? So so that's something that um, when we were building our grow team, that's something I'm, I'm very cognizant of is like some of you guys grow in a tent, like some of you guys grow two lights in your basement and you probably get really, really good product. But there's nuances when you're growing to scale, when you're growing a lot of it, like yeah. and, and, and maybe you grew the whole process was perfect. But when you started to put them in the jars, that's when you lost it. Now, now it smells like, hey, mm. like what happened to my weed? Right. Like um, there's a and if you don't understand that, um uh, if you don't have that experience, it, 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 it's a this, this is definitely a learning curve. So for us, right now we're popping different seeds and we're trying new strains so we can expand and have our full menu. Um, and there's some things that you have to run multiple times. It, like it literally takes you a couple years to to nail certain things down. What we call stable genetics, right, is that um, once I get it, once I get the strain and I have that strain, I, I get a male out of it and I'm producing seeds, right. 
um, what is each one of those seeds like? Because typically a seed, a, a, a marijuana seed is just like a kid, right? Like one kid's tall, this one's short. This kid's dark, you know what I mean? This one's light skin. This one's rambunction. This this one's uh, rambunctious. This one's chill, right? Seeds, are, cannabis seeds are the same way where I can give you a pack of GMO seeds and one is going to be real funky. The other one might have some fruit because of what I crossed it with. The third one might be a little bit. So when we're talking about stable genetics, I want it to be, you know, to have to have seeds like clones. That's why you see a lot of people grow from clone because there's no variation, right? If I get a clone, it's exactly what you have, right? Yeah. Um, so we're going through the process of popping seeds because obviously that's when you get the most unique expression of a plant. Um, and then also for us to have them dialed in to say, okay, this plant um, reacts the same, the same every time. Um, and then also the third thing is making sure that they're battle tested um, to say, you know, we we I, we didn't give it enough water. I gave it too much water. I gave this one too much light. I gave it not. You know what I mean? Not enough light. And it still came back strong. It still, it still gave me a, a, um, a harvest I can work with, you know. Um, so stress testing our strains. And that's what we're doing right now. We have I'm trying to get to six. Um, we have two and a half that, I, that I'm really proud of. And if we can get, you know, uh, we're just running through. And that's like a it's a learning curve, man. Not, not, not um, like I said, a lot of especially on our grow team. I have, I have some guys that do that, that experiment. That's how they that's how they've grown always. But my but my our lead grower, he's all about production. He doesn't miss the harvest since I, we've been working together five years. I think he's missed the harvest twice. Right. We crop mm-hmm. five times a year. Um, you know what I mean? And miss it was we had to kill it because we had something funky happen with the grow. Um, so like that's very different, right? You have one guy that's like popping it. Ah, I don't really like it. Cut it. Let me start over, right? And my other guy's like, no, we're getting to harvest because these lights got to. You know what I mean? And making sure that we're that we're still putting out quality because you can't put your name behind anything if it's trash. No one's coming back, right? right. So, um, so kind of balancing those two things of like. Um, completing the mission, but also um, learning and trying to bring new things on board and kind of expand our menu um, is we had to build a separate space for it. You know what I mean? Um, Just so we could do what we need to do, like, and get ready for um, this, our, this commercial uh, part of our venture. Definitely. Do you have any opinions on like soil growth versus hydroponics? I do. (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah we don't like hydro man soil grown man soil Mm -hmm. grown uh even some cocoa is cool um i know people do we get really good quality out of cocoa um hydro will grow fast so a lot of facilities grow hydro Mm -hmm. um because it grows faster and and um sometimes bigger you can get a bigger faster harvest uh out of hydro but you lose a lot of the plant essence um and and you don't have like the taste is better out of soil. Mm, okay. Interesting. So your your favorite strains are probably were probably soil grown. But hydro okay. is super popular and prevalent. Um and, and this is what we come back to too. So when we talk about educating the consumer, um it's like who cares, right? Like this is $50 and that's $60, mm-hmm. right? And it tastes like, you know, if you're not a real consumer, you may not um you'll notice a difference, but you may not purchase enough to to notice the difference right or you may not allow yourself to notice the difference maybe you did it in a in a blunt instead of this instead there's so many variables right to your experience Mm -hmm. so for people that um that's something that we're big on is like educating the consumer because when you understand the difference like you can taste the difference it's noticeable um however 
there's that competition of like market share. The fact that a lot of dispensaries do grow hydro, um, the consumer might just get used to it. You know, that's something you got to uh, break through. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, I told y'all we could talk for hours, bro. Well, yeah. my man's could talk. Y'all could talk for hours. I'm over <laughs> here. And I'm kicking it with moms, and I'm gonna get ready to hop off this thing, man. Yeah, I was, um, I was gonna get ready to um, go ahead and actually say before you know closing out, you can share your information with the listeners and everything, and because um, and also you know, like I said, we gotta invite you back because it's a whole different conversation about the the, the music background, so. Definitely would like to talk to you about that as well, Definitely. along with some, you know, some more um, marijuana stuff. But, um, you know, before closing out, um, anything you'd like to share with the listeners on information, where they can follow you at, things like that? Yeah. Um, check us out, teddysveggies.com, T-E-D-D-Y-S-V-E-G-G-I-E-S.com. Um, same thing on the IG uh teddy's veggies on ig um we're uh yeah man we're excited to get this thing going um check out my my artist music easy baby one word tapped on youtube go check that out we dropped that song about a year ago now um numbers are moving um and yeah man that's 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 pretty much it appreciate you for having us thanks i'd love to be back appreciate you leon it's been an amazing conversation um like i said we Opened it up a little different. Um, that's how you how you know the conversation came in hot. So <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed it. And for the listeners, you can find the podcast at americangypsy.com. We have all the episode audio, videos, guest information, um, as well as um, links to our merch. We have consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And we'll also have some music under Classic, K-L-A-C-C-I-K, Carpenter, C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. That's on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Tidal, all major platforms. Thank you to everyone for listening, supporting, uh, watching, pressing like, commenting, sharing. We appreciate all of the love. Consistent self-improvement to everyone. And peace. peace.